Happy birthday. <laughs> don't, don't ruin this for me. <laughs> to you. Happy birthday to you. Oh, no. Happy birthday, dear Timothy. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Oh, my God. Happy birthday, Tim. Woo-woo. Welcome to Yay. Morning I guess duh. I'm Emily. I'm Katie. Oh my god. I knew you had something big planned for this intro. I didn't know it was that. So if you couldn't tell, Tom Riddle's birthday is December 31st, bitches. That's um by my calculations today. Yes. It'll be releasing on his birthday, so you guys, I hope you're celebrating the birth of our Lord. Our Lord. <laughs> Lord Tom Riddle Voldemort. Lord V. Mort. Lord V. Mort. Ugh. So, we kind of talked about it in a previous podcast, and I think it was just a joke at that point, but mm-hmm, now we are mm-hmm. actually doing a Voldemort-themed podcast for his birthday. Happy birthday, Tim. Today. Happy birthday, Happy that birthday, beautiful, Tim. beautiful boy. <laughs> So today's episode is going to be another, like, ratings and rankings, like we've been doing for a while, but they are all Voldemort-related ratings and rankings that we're doing, so we're super pumped for these. Some of them I can't believe we didn't include in some of the other ones, like the Horcruxes and stuff, but I'm happy that we didn't because we can do them now. I'm so happy about this. We have seven lists. Do we really? (laughs) Yes. Seven things that we're ranking. It was a bad high five. Bad high five. Yes. (laughs) In honor of him. It's his favorite number. It's his favorite number. It's the most powerfully magical number. It's the most powerfully magical number. So, we have some really exciting stuff to talk about today. We're super pumped, so our floods probably aren't going to take a long time, because both of us just want to get into these lists. But really quickly, Emily, what has been flooding your toilet this week? Well, okay, this is a little bit Tim-themed. Um... Since the Fantastic Beasts uh, Crimes Against uh, Sin has come out... (laughs) What? Crimes Crimes of Grindelwald Sins Against Humanity. Since that movie's come out, there's been a lot of um, rumors of flying. I think mostly about um, another boy who shall not be named. Uh, In in this case, I will name him his name, Credence. I will not say the (laughs) other name because it's a lie. So (laughs) a lot of them have been about that. But something um, desperately terrifying has come up um, in the last two months, month and a half. Um, that has really terrified me, and I only just found out about it now. So I'm going to lay it here for all of you to smell the stink of. Uh-oh. <laughs> People believe Nagini oh, is Tim's mom. What? Ew. They somehow think that she is Meropigant. Why? That doesn't even make any sense. I don't at understand. All. I found a little thing. Listen to this. Here we go. I'm scared. It's a theory from Reddit. So take it as you will. Okay. 
<laughs> this theory points out that in Half-Blood Prince, Mrs. Cole, we all know who Mrs. Cole is, but let's pretend we don't, the woman who ran the orphanage where Dumbledore found Tom Riddle said, we wondered whether she came from a circus. Okay. Mrs. Cole also noted how Merope's uh, appearance was unsettling. How dare you? Yeah. Claudia Kim is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, a quote from whoever said this. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me, let me credit where credit is due. Soupy cutie says... <laughs> I don't mean to call people out. I'm say, um, I don't, it's fine if you think this. I just think it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> they say, so this could be a coincidence, but it seems Rowling may have already had the idea that Merope slash Nagini was part of the circus Arcanus. Perhaps Merope was looking ugly due to her upcoming permanent transformation into a snake. Perhaps Merope gave her child to an orphanage before faking her own death and running away so she would not harm her child after her snake transformation. The Gaunts, after all, are descended from Salazar Slytherin. What better family to carry a snake curse? So then, um, they also go on to say that Nagini played a crucial role in Voldemort's rebirth. So more mom stuff. The thing that I absolutely can't stand... Katie, it makes me so violently angry, uh-huh. and it's been coming up a lot since we found out that Nagini was a human person at one point. Yeah. People have really been talking about this, um, this milking situation that is brought up in the book. Yeah. And then, um, and then made some terrifying concept art for the movie for, which is disgusting. If you have not seen that I snake I don't tit to. drawing, Ew. it's very bad. I don't want to see but it. for the uncultured Ew. swine who don't understand <laughs> snakes as I have, because as a little child I was obsessed and had to go to the nature center all the time to learn about snakes. <laughs> Snake milking is when you extract their venom. Duh, you guys. That's what it's called. It really is. That's what it's called. It's called milking a snake to get its venom. Huh. interesting choice of words that the world has decided to use, but it's true, and that's clearly what she meant. Yeah. I don't understand why people are so obsessed with this. I think it's because some fucker working on Goblet of Fire decided, I'm gonna draw snake tits. Ew. And the little baby infant Voldemort suckling on those snake toddies. I don't think I want that. Nobody wants that. But anyway, that's brought up as a point in here about the, like, motherly stuff that Nagini does, like, actually in series. Um, no thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I really, feel like it doesn't make sense. It's <laughs> People are going crazy, and it's stressing me out. So, like, <clears throat> it's, it's, again, like every other theory that we have talked about on this podcast is people drawing connections where there are not connections to be drawn at all. I just... thinking that they can. This happened before after the first Fantastic Beasts movie. People were trying to say that Credence either is Tim or is Tom Riddle Sr. Or that, like, his Obscurus went into Tim... Mm, I just, like, let people be people. Like, that's, um, that's just, like, the character, Merope and Tom Riddle Sr. and everybody. Like, they're their own characters, and it's fine. It's, yeah, it's it's all bad. 
I just think, and it's like, I'd say this to Joanne herself, it's like, characters can just be their own. Yeah. <laughs> Not everything needs to, to be, be someone. So, I don't know. It's in, it's like, it's interesting. I appreciate the connections being made, because that was, um, as the article says, inspired, an inspired theory. And I mean, honestly, it makes sense that people think that she's going to connect Tim to, like, Fantastic Beasts in some weird way, because, like, she connected him to Cursed Child in some weird way, too. She's done this before. (laughs) So maybe everyone's just, like, preparing themselves for how she brings him into the story. Maybe that's it. I don't know, but that... I was so um, anxious upon reading that theory. I was like, no, no, no. But I'm so terrified now because because she was Nagini when that was a fan theory. But that I feel like was maybe smarter. I know. I feel like that one was maybe smarter. This is like, this is like pulling a lot. I mean, like, okay, we know. We get it. She put McGonagall in and that was like a whole situation. Uh, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna count the, um, I know I just said I wouldn't say it, but I'm not gonna count the Aurelia stuff, because I think that's a lie, and I I think that it's on purpose. So, I know that she, that she's a person who, who pulls a lot of shit out. Have you heard what people have been saying to justify (laughs) the, like, Aurelius thing? I think I texted it to you, that Ariana was Credence's mom. Like, yes! that's how they're, that's how they're talking about it and, like, connecting them. Which is horrifying. She was 14 years old when she died. Like, I don't, well, and they're saying, too, like, that's how, or that's why her dad, like, attacked those muggle boys. Because they're saying that those muggle boys that their dad attacked had, like, raped her. Well, yeah, agree, but, so like, mad. ah, but don't. I mean, I, like, I 100% agree that that's what happened. I feel yeah. like that was implied. Kind of. I don't know. I'd have to go back and reread it. Upon rereading it the last time, I was like, okay, maybe it wasn't like so implied (laughs) as I had thought, but that was my immediate reaction. Oh, was it? it. I just thought they had like attacked her, but I think it was because it was specified that it was a group of boys. Well, I mean, that's that's true. Gang rape. (laughs) There it is. I just thought that it was some sort of sexual assault. I don't know. Assault, yeah, I could get that. I don't know. Anyway, I think that it's too much. There's a lot of stuff going on after this movie that I'm just like, oh, don't, though. Yeah, I know. Here's the one thing we all need to focus on. They got fucking married in that barn, and that's the truth. Everybody suck it up, and I'm closing this chapter now. We have to move on, because it's it's not the time for this. It's the time for Tim. So, Katie, yeah, what's flooding your toilet this week? What's flooding it is, okay, this is kind of like a dumb thing, but I follow MuggleNet on Facebook just because sometimes they post entertaining articles and blah, blah, yes. blah. But ever since Crimes of Grindelwald came out, every single article that they've posted about that movie has been shitting on that movie, like yeah. talking about how bad it was. And I don't know if this is related to it or if it's just a coincidence, but they've also been posting a lot of stuff that had been like pro Cursed Child. <laughs> same time. Oh, no. So they're saying like Crimes of Grindelwald goes against canon and it's so bad what? and it's a what? terrible what? story. But then they turn around and say that Cursed Child is like everybody hates it when they shouldn't be hating it. What? And hear all these things that are great about it. And I'm like no, you have these flipped. You <laughs> this is bad. The words that are coming out of your mouth right now are turning me into Tim Allen. <laughs> Like, I can't, I'm just, like, I'm horrified, and these noises are just coming out of me, and I don't like feeling like I'm on home improvement, Katie. 
I'm sorry. This it's just, right. It started with them just, like, bashing Crimes of Grindelwald all the time, and I'm like, okay, I feel like you're going a little too far, but I get it. There are things in this movie that made people mad. Yeah. I was mad about some things, so, yeah. like, I understand. But then you balance that with, like, pro first <laughs> child. Oh, no. When that has anybody ever deal. defended that play? That Nobody has ever deal. done that. Oh. That is the true against the canon Harry Potter yeah, shit that's, that's come out. that's the bad one. Like, don't tell me that it's better than crimes. People can that's be... That's a crime to say. That's a crime to say! That's a crime against my heart. <laughs> I I can appreciate people not caring for that movie, and that's fine. But it's not a bad movie just because you weren't happy with it. Right. I know. That's fine. And also, I, I've sa- I said this on our big, like, two-hour one, but, like, can you... From me, you guys... Give her, like, a little bit of your trust. Like, it's movie two out of five. Right. She has a lot of time to, like, fix a lot of the bad. There's a chance. Just let it ride out. I know. Enough with the cancel culture. Just, like, sit through. If you don't want to watch it anymore, don't watch it. It's fine. But, like, I don't know. You can complain about some real stuff, but, like, if you're going to complain about this Credence bullshit, like, you just need to sit sit down and just let it ride out and see what happens. Yeah. (laughs) Cool it, everybody. I know. I'll say this, too. This is going to be my last piece on this movie for for this podcast. It's just, it's been a minute, and we've been sitting and living through these, through these big discussions about this movie that came out and we haven't like talked about it because we've been doing book club and stuff so that we've just been sitting and not doing anything and not talking about it so now I'm like filled with opinions about people's opinions yeah this is gonna be my last word on it for now maybe we need to do like a follow-up episode I think after some time has been sat and we've both watched it twice now and you know it's all good so I want to go to it again I want to go to it again I'll just, I want to say this because it's been really bothering me as I've been seeing it talked about. Um, you're wrong. And I'm going to say it 100%. You are wrong if you think that movie was queer baiting anybody. Yeah. You are 100% wrong. I'm sorry. It's, it's the first time that they're both in a movie. They don't meet until the last one. It's giving you a taste. Yeah. Of what, of what their relationship was. It was just that little tidbit, and that's fine. Right. That's not queer baiting when everybody is acknowledging that this is it. Like, this is, this is real between them. It was right. a real, honest, emotional, and sexual relationship. Yeah. And you got to see one scene of it for two minutes. Yeah. It's not queer baiting. No. It's building tension. Right. And she said we'll get to see more of it. Too. Absolutely. Everybody's saying that there's going to be more. Like, nobody's yeah. nobody's saying, like, okay, well, this was it. Now you know. Well, it's just, like, it goes back to, like, people, like, freaking out when, like, David Yates came out and was like, yeah, there's not going to be a lot yeah. in this movie. And it's like, yeah, there's not going to be because it's not important to the story at this point right now. Like, they're not even going to come face to face. Dumbledore was barely even in the movie. Fuck off. Right, like, I know. Uh, Dumbledore is in the movie for, like, 20 minutes. I can't. I just can't deal with people. People just want to be mad. I know. And I'm, like, I'm guilty of it, and I will own up to it. But it's it's still, like, people need to hold their horses a little bit. Yeah. Including me, because I, I get really fired up sometimes. Me too, too and that's normal and fine. But I don't like that I'm seeing this happen, and then it's becoming like a, like a national conversation. 
that yeah. like that the and now these people are at fault for something that they didn't do. Yeah, like listen, there were a couple things in this movie that have made me anxious moving forward about Absolutely. how it's going to be handled. Oh, but yes. I don't hate the movie as a whole. I loved like ninety five percent of it. So it makes me upset when people point out like the one or two things about that movie that really pissed them off, and then they're just like, "Well, the entire movie was trash." It's yeah. like, no, most of it was really good, aside for, like, a few things that happened that I wasn't proud of. Can I say this, too? Like, there's this non-existent, um, non-existent fight about, like, some fake queer baiting that's going on, and and then no one is, no one's calling her out for the shit that she did, for, like, the Miss Saigon level of bullshit that she pulled with, um, with Lita. No one's talking. Like, that you can be mad at her for. Yeah. That you can be mad at everybody for. Because, like, unless she gets some, like, real redemption and gets to come back or something. Right. Like, boo, boo, boo. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the real fucked up shit. Everybody's just mad about their white gays. Get over it. They're fucking. It's fine. We all know it. They got married in the barn. What do you want? (laughs) Jamie Campbell Bauer had an orgasm in that scene, and you're all mad. Like, I don't understand. Seriously. I don't... What what else do you want? Oh, my God. Dumbledore's jerking off in front of that mirror. Do you guys not understand? (laughs) What do you? What else do you need? Yeah. Oh my God. If you look at Jamie Campbell Bower's face, oh, and they, like lace their fingers it's together. Nasty. It's, yeah. He's nasty. Oh, I'm so excited to see him in the next. I one. know. He's so good. So all of you guys can suck a dick. Oh. Suck the dicks you want Dumbledore to suck and just get over it. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sick of it. So yeah, I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna now do a follow up episode because it's just like we're too much. Too to. much I has been like coming out and I'm pissed. Out. We had our response. Now we're gonna have to do like our response to other people's responses. Yeah, this was a sneak peek at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, should we get into our actual list? Mm-hmm. All right. So what was the one that we? Oh. Okay, so our first list is going to be just the books ranked by Voldemort. Yeah, so like our, how good they, yeah. how good they are. <laughs> I how think good Voldemort's parts in that book are. Is I that think how you did I it think by? I think that's how I did it. It was okay. how much I enjoyed him in that her book. book. Okay, so number one is, but we'll get into it. Okay, let's so let's start go? at the bottom. Yeah, let's start at the bottom for all of these. Do we want to go back and forth, or do we just want to, like, read our lists and then talk about them? Let's read our lists and then talk about them. Okay. Okay, yeah, you can go first. Okay, so just read it bottom Mm -hmm. to top? Okay, so bottom, Prisoner of Azkaban, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sorcerer's Stone, Order of the Phoenix, Chamber of Secrets, Deathly Hallows... Goblet of Fire, Half-Blood Prince. We were almost the same, and I got so excited oh, for a second. Really? <laughs> Where were we different? You'll, well, you'll find out. Okay. My bottom is, of course, Prisoner of Azkaban, and I feel like we can just discuss this now, because he's, he's not, not in, in it. it. So The only time that he's mentioned is when they say that Sirius is working Sirius for Black. him. Sirius <laughs> Black is working for the Lord! <laughs> I don't know where that came from, so, and I apologize. He's so. at the bottom because yeah. he's not in it in that one. Um, I agree with you, Sorcerer's Stone. Okay. Barely. He's barely in it, except for the very end. Order of the Phoenix. There we go. (laughs) So, that's the same. Um, We can discuss that, too, because all three of these have been the same. So, Order of the Phoenix, why? 
why is that so low? In that one too. I feel. I like. feel like he is. The main villain in that of that one. book is like the Ministry and Umbridge. Like that's what that's focused it's on. It's like, like Sorcerer's Stone. He just comes in at the end. Yeah, and it, it's like you get a lot of stuff with like the Order and like the resistance against him, but you don't actually get him that yeah. much in it. You know, mm-hmm. so that's why it's like higher than like Sorcerer's Stone and Prisoner, but mm-hmm. it's still pretty low. Yeah. Then my number four. This list is about to be really telling of my thirst. <laughs> my number four is Goblet of Fire. Okay. That, again, is just because he's just at the end. Okay. That's the only reason why. Love it, but it's just because he's only at the end. Right. Number three is Deathly Hallows. Because <laughs> that's good. I love him falling apart. Yeah. That's the tits for me. And also, right. like, even at the beginning, like... I say, like, the first chunk of the... I'd say all through camping. Um, he's pretty, like, cool and political, and it's exciting. Yeah. Um, but then, <laughs> once they get to Hogsmeade, he goes, fuck nuts, and is, like, going crazy. And that's really excellent to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> number two, Chamber of Secrets. Well, I know, he's only at the end, but... But that's real good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's real good. And it's terrible! Um, I know. And then, of course, number one is Half-Blood Prince. Of course. That book is his book. Come <laughs> so, on. Like, of course, that the number one. I think the reason why I had Goblet of Fire at number two is because mm-hmm. that's the one that he returns in, and I feel yeah, like that's just it's a big very moment good. for him. And his, like, speech that he gives is, like, ultimate high drama ultimate, queen for yes. him. And I just, I love it so much. But then, yeah, I have Deathly Hallows at number three and Chamber at number four. So I think we just had Chamber mm-hmm. and Goblet switched around, but everything mm-hmm. else is the same. <laughs> it's just my thirds. Yeah. <laughs> I love Chamber of Secrets. I know. It's so good. I'm really excited to start, like, the book club. Yeah. That one, and then to do the movie commentary for that one is going to be so good. It's going to be bad. It's going to be great. It's going to be bad. Oh, boy. Oh. Okay. oh, my gosh. So that's Tim by book. Should we go to, like, our best? book moments now? I feel like I actually kind of want to save those. Save those? Okay. I feel like maybe... Oh, I don't know. Should we do Horcruxes? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so next we're gonna rate the Horcruxes bottom to top. Yeah. Okay, I'll start for this one. Okay. Should we go every other or Um, go all the way up? Let's go all the way up and then we can just like discuss them. Okay. So I don't know how similar our lists are yeah, going to be on I know. this one. Okay, so here's mine. Uh, number six, I have Nagini. Number five, I have the Diadem. Number four, I have the Ring. Three, the Cup. Two, the Locket. And number one is the Diary. Oh, man. Okay. Are we really different? A little bit. Ooh! Okay, I have the Diadem at the bottom. Okay. Followed by the Locket. Oh. Followed by the Ring. Oh. Followed by Nagini. Oh. And then the cup, and then the diary at number one. It has to be right. Yeah. <laughs> because it's so good. It's the biggest one, I think. That's why it has the most personality. Yeah, seriously. It's literally half of him, and then the rest are just teeny weeny. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay, I just, like, I made this list in order from, like, top to bottom, and so I felt really bad having the locket so low. But when I was going through it, I was like, no, I think the other ones are more intriguing to me. Okay, well, let's talk about it. So I had Nagini as my last in my list, and you had her as what? I had her as three of six. Wow. I think, well, I don't know, I guess Fantastic Beasts clouded my judgment on that a little bit, because I think if 
that reveal hadn't happened, then she probably would have been lower. Oh. I My thing was the exact opposite. Because of what happened in Fantastic oh, really? Beasts, she's my bottom. <laughs> yeah. I think it's wrong. <laughs> and I, think I don't it's appreciate wrong too. it. I so just felt the, bad, at, I felt bad about putting her so low when she used to be so cool. I'll also say this. I think, like, with time... I think she feels like an afterthought, and I think she feels like a lame horcrux to me, just because it's like, okay, okay, it's a snake, ugh. Like, all these other things have, like, real meaning to them, and she was just kind of like, okay, I did another one, because I'm, like, back to life and I'm freaked out, so I'm gonna put it in this snake. Yeah. So it can protect itself, I guess, but I just, I think it, I think she's like, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, because, like, pre-Fantastic Beasts, like, I had many stuffed animal snakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a, a purge. I did several purges of old toys and things in the last couple years, and all of them went away except for one single snake toy that I did name Nagini <laughs> because of the books, and I loved her very much, and as Neville destroyed her, as he cut her in twain... <laughs> Um, I I had that I had that little stuffed animal in my lap because I had such a little like Aww. little snake crush on that thing, and so I had I had my little my little snake and I was like I know you have to die but be with me in these moments. <laughs> <laughs> so like even before this movie and she has this tragic backstory now whatever I guess we'll see. Yeah. Like. I still, like, I loved that snake, because I thought snakes were cool. Yeah. So, but st- I don't know, it's just, as I've grown, she's she feels like an afterthought. Yeah. So I don't know. She does feel like an afterthought. I think my head was just like, she's very tragic. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I put her higher. Because Maybe she'll I was be like, higher as I find out more about her. <laughs> Maybe. We really don't know much about how that whole thing is going to go at this point. So it could really go either way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I felt bad putting her at the bottom. So she... <laughs> yeah, because she's, like, sentient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my It's gosh. tragic even before that reveal, because it's just, like, he's, like, making his own pet yeah. of Horcrux. I, I would never do that to my dog. <laughs> I know! Well, would that mean my dog would live forever? Well... True, but I mean, then if you had any enemies, they'd all be trying to kill your dog. (laughs) I don't have enemies. I'm just doing this so that I don't die. (laughs) I feel like that would be putting a target on my dog's back, and I'd feel uncomfortable (laughs) trying to murder you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what was what was your bottom? The diadem. The diadem. I feel like that one, we just don't get a lot of story. That's true. The diadem is my number five. It's my second to last. I like the story behind it. I do, too. But there's not a lot about it. Yeah. I think it's cool how it, like, relates to, like, the ghosts, and you get that whole story. Like, I really like that part of the book. Um, but I, I feel like it's just not as interesting as the other ones. We don't learn much about it. True. I also think it's cool that Harry sees it in Half-Blood yes. Prince. Love that. I wish that that had been in the movie. Here's the thing, they're all cool. Let's just put that out there. They're yeah. all cool. They're all cool. <laughs> 
It's, this is like just like going back to when we were ranking the books. I hated putting one at the bottom. I know. Because I love all of them. Yeah. And that's how I am about the Horcruxes, too. What was your next one? The Locket. Locket. Locket made it up to number two spot for me. I know. And I, again, this was another one that I felt really bad putting down because I know it has an intriguing story. Like, it's part of his family. It's the one that's with them a lot on their Horcrux hunt. Like, it causes a lot of shit to go down. With, like, Ron leaving yeah. and stuff. And just, like, its destruction is cool. Yeah. But I still had it down low. And now why? I'm questioning why. Because <laughs> I just said, like, three things that are, like, pro-locket. Every- <laughs> <laughs> Everything that happens in Deathly Hallows. And then, um, then the the bullshit with get it hiding in the cave. Yeah. With that whole, like, childhood murder backstory. Yeah. And that it has the blood sacrifice and all the inferi and then, like, all the... creature story. Yeah, creature and Regulus. And then, like, Dumbledore's whole demise going through it. Like, what it does to... It's... Yeah, nuts. I just I love it. So I'm it's my number two. I'm regretting that one so low now. <laughs> and I also, just, at the time, I was just like, it's not interesting compared to the. Other and ones also that too. it was his mother's. I think that's really important too. So it's yeah. like all of this stuff winds up to be. Honestly, it should be number one. But again, my thirst yeah makes the diary number one. <laughs> So. The diary was my number one too. <laughs> if we're not counting Harry in this list, then yeah. the diary was my number one. So then what was next? The ring. Was that your number four? That was my number five. Your number five. No, no that was my that number, is your four. number four. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was looking at it as seven. I'm just going to cut Harry on yeah. my list. <laughs> I'm seeing like seven. So we agree on the ring being number four. Yes. That one, again, I feel like is cool, but just not as interesting as some of the other ones. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's all I can say about it. I think, too, I think that it's lost, um, not that he'd ever fucking use it, but lost potential that, like, he had that and didn't know what it was. Yeah. And wrecked it. (laughs) Yeah. All that had to have been so painful for Dumbledore to destroy it, because he would have known what it was. I can't talk about him. (laughs) We're putting a ban on him for this podcast on behalf of Tim. Happy birthday, Tim. No, just kidding, because he's in this. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about him. We're going to have to talk about him. Yeah, I agree. The ring, whatever. What about um, three? You had the cup? No, that was Nagini. Where Where was the cup? It's above Nagini. What? House Pride! Okay, but, like, that's also, like, I think the Gringotts stuff is really cool. Like, yeah. getting into the vault and, mm-hmm. like, Bellatrix being, like, the protector of it. So I mm-hmm. thought that was cool, too. I like the backstory of it, too, because I love the Hepzibah stuff. Yes, and the Hepzibah stuff is really cool. It's the bomb. So. Yeah, I appreciate that he, <laughs> that he goes after that. He goes after it hard. Yeah. He wants that puff. He really wants that cup. <laughs> <laughs> And my cup runneth over. What's the love cup for on him. your list? Is that number, number three? Number three. Because the locket was my number two. Gotcha. And, and then the, the diary is, of course, number one. Are you kidding me? Of course it's number one. It's the boy. It's so good. I'm so <laughs> jealous that you own the diary. <laughs> it's the boy. I need to hurry up and own the other stuff, too, but I think... I think the locket design is ugly, <laughs> and I don't want it, and I think the ring is ugly, too, but I got it anyway. <laughs> you have the ring? Hell yeah. Oh, my God. Hell yeah. 
<laughs> so next to my um well, originally it was just the Xenophilius necklace, but now I have like the gay thirst necklace, so that's <laughs> even better. That thing is aged like a fine wine. Oh my god. <laughs> the glory of that fucking necklace has shown. Oh, I love it. Someday I will have enough money to build up my Potter collection. All I have right now are three wands and the Time Turner. <laughs> um, here's the problem, is that I, uh, just, a, just another side bit about this fucking movie that we can't stop talking about. Um, I got the Noble Collection for this Christmas season delivered to me by post. Yeah. You know that fucking pendant's in there, and you know that I want to buy it. The pendant? It's their marriage! The blood curse. <laughs> the blood curse! Or it's, not the blood, the their pack. their love pack. The pack. It's their I'm marriage sorry. license. It's still a curse. <laughs> it is. A, <laughs> marriage is a curse. <laughs> anyway. Oh I just want to buy everything the Noble <laughs> Collection can give me. I know, seriously. Even oh, the bad stuff, I want all of I it. know. Next up, I think we're rating the memories yes. that we get in Half-Blood Prince. Okay. Not included are some bogus lies about Hagrid from Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you can go first. I did on this last one. Oh, you did? Okay, mm-hmm. so, so then I'll go, go first. Okay. So, at the bottom, should I just read all of them, or are we going to go back and forth? What have we been doing? We've Let's been go back and forth this time. Back and forth? Okay, so my bottom one is Morphin's <gasps> memory. Same. Uh, this should come as no surprise, as I was asking Katie about this before we started, if um, if Tim was even in that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That one, it's the shortest one. That one does not hold strong for me. It's still cool, I still think. Good, still it's still good. It's still good. It's kind of creepy that, like, he, like, tracked him down and found him, you know? Poor kid. Cool. <laughs> He's <laughs> murdered people. Well, not yet. Oh, no, he did. One. He has murdered people. One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one just doesn't stick out to me. So, it's my number six, too. Okay. Um, my number five. I feel kind of bad having this one so low, but it's the orphanage one. Okay. Um, I still love that one a lot, but again, I feel like it's it's just I like Father more. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My number five is is the Horcrux memory. When Slug he's Horn's asking memory? Slughorn about the Horcruxes. Okay. Um, but my number four is the orphanage. Your What's your is, number four? My number four is the Hepzibah one. Oh, sacrilege. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then what was your number three? My number three is the Slughorn one, the Horcrux one. Okay. Mine is uh, Merope. What's okay. your number two? Merope's my number two. Oh my god, we have the same number one. Hepzibah's my number two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then the number one's the interview. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go through these. Let's go through these for real. Okay. Okay, so my so the Slughorn memory was number 5 for me and number 2 for you? 3. 3. Okay, why was why was it so high for you? I it was so high for me because the last time I read it, it was really good to me. Yeah. And I just read that book not that long ago, but I I don't know. I forgot first of all that that one takes place after he's already murdered his father and, like, has the ring on. So mm-hmm. that, I don't know, I feel like the last time I read that book, I just got, like, a really big chill knowing that, like, that's already happened at that point. Yeah. Um, 
And it's just, it's just like everything is revealed in that one. Like, you know what he's after, you know what he did, and then that one, like, sparks the conversation with Harry and Dumbledore where you learn Mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. So I feel like that's why I put it higher. I think it's low for me just because I have to deal with it twice. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Like, they become less shiny and special. You know, I will say this, is that every time I reread, every time I, fuck, every time I reread these books, it's like... It puts a little bit of a a little bit of a fuck you um, onto my cannibalism thing. Yeah, just because, just because, just because if he if he, why would he be asking about can I can I make more? If in my head he's already made two. Yeah, because if he has the ring, he had to eat his dad. <laughs> so like. He can't just decide, okay, I'll save this just in case. Let me find out. Let me put this in my Ziploc. Yeah. And take it back to Hogwarts. Yeah. So, I don't know. I suppose in my freaky little mind that, like, justifies that, it's just like, can I do seven? Right. Yeah, I think Could that's, I do that's really so what many. he's after. Could he, I do this many? I think that's what he's after. So I don't and know. I think that's said in the book, too. Because, like, Harry... I feel like Harry and Ron and Hermione maybe are talking about it at some point, And he's like, he seemed like he knew a lot already. I don't get why he was asking Slughorn about it. Hmm. And then someone's like, no, he was asking him what would happen to him if he made a lot of them. Yeah. Like, that was the main point of the conversation for him. Thanks for validating my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, I don't know. That one, that one, I think just for that reason, too, like, my own weird, like, theory reasons, Mm -hmm. it's, like, it gets low for me because that's the one that, like, fucks with my, with my headcanon. Right. So then it's, like, that's the one that makes it hard for me. So I think that that's why it's low on my list. But also just because I have to deal with it twice and I'm, like, okay, whatever. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. What was your number five? Um, my number five was The Orphanage. Okay, and that was my number four. Let's talk about that one. Again, still a really good one. I think it's above the Horcrux one for me, even though that's, like, a big one. Um, just because it makes me want to die. Like, it makes me really sad. And I feel like a, I feel like a lot of people read that chapter and are like, ooh, he was, like, a creepy little kid. No, too. And I'm so. like, oh no. He's tragic. When I read that chapter, I want to just, like, rip my hair out. I know. Because it makes me so sad. Like, when you put it in a context and that, like, the first thing he thinks is that, like, Dumbledore is, like, gonna take him off to the asylum and... Yeah. Uh, I know. He's... He's a fourth grader. It's really sad. He's a fourth grader. I know. I don't think the point of that chapter is to see that he's, like, so scary. Well, I hope the fuck it isn't. Yeah. And I think, well, we'll talk about it when we get to the movie, I guess. And we'll talk about it even maybe here, because it's... I don't know. I don't know about you, but like we talk about, like we're going to be talking about our favorite scenes from the movies, and like the orphanage does not make my list because I really hate the way that they did that scene in the movie. I don't think it made my list either because it made a point of making him a creepy little kid, and like he's just a shit who like has no one looking after him, Mm -hmm. and like maybe okay he doesn't let people at the orphanage look after him, and yeah okay they've got to look after the other like nasty kids. Yeah, that's fine, but it's like he has a chance at Hogwarts and no one helps him. Right. 
Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, man. But the the orphanage isn't my favorite. So it's it's in the bottom three for me. Yeah. What was your number four? Hepzibah. Hepzibah. Girl. She was your number three? She was my number fucking two. Was what? she really? Hell yeah. Oh. You put her above Merope? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I still really <laughs> like that one a lot. I feel like it's just one that has grown on me more lately. Mm. And it's not one that I was super into, like, the first few times I read the book, I think. Yeah. So I think that's why I put it lower. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, I guess, I guess I'll talk about it now since we're talking about it. That he puts on the fucking charm. Yeah. And that it's, like, it's not even in the way that I imagine him being. Like, he's so just, like, shifts to whatever situation that he's so humble. <laughs> it's, like, it's... Oh! I know. That he lowers himself so much in front of this, like, heir. Yeah. Pure blood royalty. Like, oh my god. I just, I can't take it. It's his, it's his putting himself down and that he's making himself, like, very attractive. He's, like, a hot young man. He's still good looking. (laughs) He's got long, sexy hair. Yeah. (laughs) Ha ha! He's still so charming. He's still so charming, but he's gross. Like you, you really like see through the cracks. And you, on you this see one. how greedy he is. It's that you see through the cracks, and I think it's like in the Horcrux one. I don't think you really do that much. Like yeah. I'm, just, I think there's like a point where like his face is like a little bit dead or something, and Slughorn's like, "Hey, kiddo, yeah," <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. But like right here, where his like his right is being held up in front of his face and taken away from him just so easily that well, he's breaking books, doesn't it say in his the eyes. books that like his eyes like gleam red in that chapter yeah mm. yeah it's a good one it's so good <laughs> it's so good it's so good it's so good. I can't. I can't. Ugh. These were so hard to rank. I knew that Morphins was at the bottom, and then yeah. after that, I was like, I don't know. And I knew the interview was number <laughs> one, too. And <laughs> we'll get to that. Well, let's, um... What do we have in the middle, then? Merope. Merope. She's my oh, number two. Oh, boy. Is she your number three? She's my number three. Okay. Honestly, it could have been number two, but it's just that Hepzibah one is, like, just that much more exciting for me to read. Yeah. I'm pissed. <laughs> I just like why can't why can't I have one nice thing in these I movies? Know. I, know. I really wanted to see it. I went into that movie so fucking excited to see that goddamn snake hanging from the door, and I didn't get to see it. <laughs> I was like coming in knowing that fucking nursery rhyme, and I got nothing. Oh, I got nothing. I love that memory. It is so tragic, and I think I screamed about this before (laughs) at a previous time. Um, I think the love, the one where we talked about the power of love. Yeah. um, How I was really angry about the, um, the... the love potion thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we screamed about that one. Mm. Oh, my God! Hey! I'll say this, baby boo! (laughs) Um, just recently... 
Uh, I saw on Pottermore something was published. Something was published about uh, the, and it was writing from J.K. Rowling, Ooh. not just like some some news article bullshit. Yeah, about potions. And it said the following. Okay. <laughs> it said that muggles couldn't make potions because Ooh. a level of magic is needed. Okay. Okay. So I say throw that along with squibs. They don't have magic, so they couldn't make potions. Oh, yeah. Because you need a level of magic to make a potion. Well. <laughs> there you go. Merope, man! Yeah. She was a squib, in quotes, maybe. Right. I can't even talk about... I can't even talk about the idea... I can't even talk about the idea that is literally I'm so stressed thinking about it because I, I'm now positive that this is what Joanne's going to do to me. I can't even begin to speak on the idea that that she was an obscurial. Oh, God. Um, her, like, she, if she had something, it was beaten out of her. Yeah. Because she wasn't good enough. Right. So, I don't, uh, like, does she have it? And okay, they say, yeah, love potions. Little love potions, who cares? It doesn't have to be the best. But she had this guy for a good goddamn while. Yeah. Enough to, like, get married and get pregnant and have, like, it be a huge big scandal that they, like, disappeared together for a while and it was this big crazy return. Right. So it was a good while. Why wouldn't it be a good strong love potion? Yeah. Maybe not Amortensia, but, like, something. Yeah. I think that takes a little bit of magical skill. <laughs> Just Joanne! Considering they learn about it in 60-year potions. Yeah! <laughs> and don't even make it. Yeah. They just, like, identify it. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I, I'm just putting it out there because I read that and gotten such a fuss. Because I was like, well, number one, like, how are, how are squibs supposed to make a living in the world? And I guess that's why it's, like, it's said... Mm-hmm. That they go live with muggles a lot and as muggles. Yeah. Because they because feel they so ostracized. Yeah. But it's like, I fuck you, I think they can make potions. Yeah. Fuck you, I think they can make potions. Anyway. Yeah, they But I guess I guess if that's true. They still have to have a little bit of magic in them, I feel like. Some. But they do get ostracized by, a lot. Like, even, like, by, like, Ron's family. Like, doesn't mm-hmm. he say in one of the books that, like, he has a cousin who's a squib and they, like, never talk about him? Because oh. like... He works in the Muggle world now. Yuck. <laughs> but I'm just <laughs> no saying. No bloods like squibs. If this is the truth, then I don't think Barobi could have made a love potion. Yeah. So, I just cranked up my middle finger. Fuck that. So anyway, it's just really good and really sad. Yeah. It's just really good and really sad. And she would have loved that kid. I know. He would not have turned out that way. Could you possibly be feeling sorry for Lord Voldemort? Oh, no. Yes. Yes, I do. I really do. That is just really good, and I'm so glad that we got to see that amount of backstory for him. Like, not just... I know, like, not even just his, but, like, his parents' backstory. Yeah. It's really cool. Okay, so then we have the same number one. Yes. The interview. Okay. 
You guys. It's my favorite thing in the world. Oh, I love a face-off. Oh, they're so bitchy to each other. It's so funny and so so good. good. And he looks so scary. I know. I want to see... Like, okay, I'll say this. I was not at, like, my peak levels of Tim time when the book came out. Mm -hmm. So, like, by the time the movie comes out, I'm like, I really want to see the Meropi stuff. Mm -hmm. I want to see the Hepzibah stuff. Those were two things that I wanted very badly. Yeah. Going into that movie and didn't get... The interview was not on my mind. I think that came to me as I was, like, Mm rereading and got to really appreciate it. And just... I... Oh, I wanted to see what that looked like. I know. I know. I wish that we could have seen it. I really, really do. Mostly just because I want to really see what he looked like in that part. What we what we call Valdiddle, the in between, (laughs) the in between, (laughs) would have been really cool. And just like how much both of them are just like fuck you to each other the whole time. Okay, hold on for a moment here. I'm gonna have to find my favorite post that I've ever seen (laughs) on Tumblr. (laughs) Yes. Also, rip. Buy porn. Oh, Lord. Okay, where did it go? Oh, buy porn. porn. It's my favorite. Okay. (laughs) Voldemort with distorted features and red eyes. I would like to teach the children, please. (laughs) Dumbledore observing this shady guy who no one has heard from in ten years and looks like he just crawled out of someone's nightmare. No. (laughs) It tickles me. Oh my god. That scene is so good. It's so good. I love it. I love it. I think it's amazing. Because this too is in the 50s. Yeah. This is in the 50s. So it is still 20 years before the first war. Yeah. Because that takes place in the 70s. Yeah. Um... I love it. Humble beginnings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. He's just been off being nasty. So he has done all of the deeds at this point, which is pretty terrifying. Right. All of them are done. All, all of them, them are. Mm-hmm, because he hides the diadem right after this. Well, the snake's not done yet. Yeah, but that's fakey. <laughs> That's but like lame. all of all of the like objects are done. Five, five. He has five at this point. He's loco crazy. Yeah, he's loco crazy. He's got five of these fuckers done. That's it until he comes back. Right? Are you kidding? He looks fucked. He's so scary. His what do you want to teach the children for? Yeah, seriously. What do you want to teach the children for? <laughs> what are you teaching those kids for? What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, God. let's contemplate this for a moment. What would have happened if he got to stay? All the children would have died. Stop it. No, I mean, like, from the beginning, like, after he graduated. Oh, after he graduated. I thought you meant just, like, if he got hired. <laughs> children would have died. Professor Voldemort. Professor Voldemort. That's what he would have made them call him. Oh my god. Would he have been head of Slytherin House? Stop. Everybody stop. (laughs) Here's, I have to talk about the reason why this is number one to me. The exact line, these, oh I'm sorry, two lines. 
They do not call me Tom anymore. These days, I am known as... I know what you are known as. <laughs> Fuck off! I know. <gasps> oh, it's so good. They don't call me Tom anymore. I love it. He's so creepy. He's amazing. I love him so much. I'm shaking right now thinking about it. I can't. I can't. He's scary. I'm hyperventilate. I that was the thing that I noticed, like, the last time I read this book. Like, in all of the scenes where he's, like, older, like, after Hogwarts, or even, like, toward the end of his Hogwarts time, I'm like, he's scary. Like, he's really creepy. In the Hepzibah one, in the interview one, in the Slug interview one, one feels like it to me. Yeah. Like this right here, like this is the, this is, well, we'll talk about it, I guess, because I have a lot to talk about this one thing that got left out. But this is um, really our, for, for the first six books, our biggest peek into what adult Voldemort during his first reign is like. Yeah. And he's so calculated and quiet mm-hmm. and like respectable. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> he's still a charmer. He doesn't really lose his marbles until the second war. <laughs> they just sit and have some wine and talk shit about each other I to know. their faces. <laughs> it's so tasty it's so good it's so delicious i love that so much and if i could get oh i don't know if i'd say that well maybe i do i guess since we talked about it i say if i had to pick one that i'd like to see in a movie or television program Mm -hmm. would it be the interview i think yeah i think it would be like obviously let me look. Hard. Obviously, the uh, the Slughorn one is integral to the story, and I think kind of on that, it's like, okay, seeing baby Voldemort is, like, kind of cool. So I assume that those are in there. But from the ones that were left out, if I had to pick one yeah. out of Merope, Hepzibah, Interview, I guess Morphin. I don't think that really counts because it was so short. So out yeah. of those three, honestly, I would pick the interview. Yeah. Because I want to see adult Tom Riddle, young Voldemort. Like, once he's already started transforming. Give me it. I just think he is gross, and I want to see what he looks like. Yeah. Because I, in my mind, in my mind, I don't think that he looked like that. No. Before he died. No. He he was, like, scary looking. Definitely, um, very tight- very pale. Well, they, he's fucking Snow White. Yeah, and That's he what has they call him. red eyes. Maybe not as red as later, here's, but they're still here's, red. Here's my thing about that. I think that the red eyes, honestly, come after the rebirth. You think? Yes. Doesn't it say? It says that? that he has extremely bloodshot eyes. Uh, so his eyes are red, but the, his. But it's not like his. The irises. color of his irises are. I think are dark. Oh, okay. And I think the reason why they're able to flash red is because they're brown and in certain lightings or whatever. They say yes, dark eyes. I can't I yeah. can't deal with the blue-eyed Voldemort people. Yeah. I can't even bring up the name of the guy who directed Goblet of Fire cuz I don't know it cuz I don't care, but I'm talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. So I just I have I'm so clear in my vision of this this nasty man. Yeah. And so, like, I love to see the beginning of it because I assume by the time he goes to 
kill the potters. It's just, like, bad. And that motherfucker's, like, 50 at that point. Yeah. I think... I think the hair's probably gone by then. Probably. But he's got it's a nose. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Part of, it, like, his transformation or whatever, like, it's the snake venom. You guys? <laughs> and that he's got, like, um... Like a teeny little bit of soul left yeah. at that point. So I think that's why he looks like such a monster. But before that, I think he's just a really scary looking dude. Right. Meh. Probably. I, j- I love I love the beginning, and there's so much cool fan art out there about this. Including yours. Including thank you. <laughs> I'll put it on Twitter. Yeah, for you his should, birthday. You it. Okay, <laughs> it's okay. Well, I feel like I'm building it up a little bit. I feel like in my mind, really, truly, he's a lot more terrifying looking than I drew him. Yeah, but it's just the beginning. It's just a soft Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> Is there such a thing as a soft Voldemort? In my mind. Oh my god. <laughs> so the interview reigns is number one. Yes. So we've pretty much discussed, like, the memories and the horcruxes, and I feel like those are going to continue to come up in mm-hmm. our other list, so maybe the other ones will go faster. Before we, before we get to the big, um, the big three, I think, here's just a fun one. Mm-hmm. We're going to, uh, we're going to rank the actors. Yeah. Who have played him. Um, and before you get up in my face, we're not including the guy who got to be the back of Quirrell's head. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. He was good, but if like he was in my list, it doesn't count. Be, well, he probably still wouldn't be at the bottom, actually. But he wouldn't be at the top either. Sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, let's it's okay. Let's talk about it. Okay. I think our order is pretty much going to be the same. I hope so. <laughs> Number four. Let's say it at the same time. One, two, three. Frank, Frank Delane. Delane. <laughs> Fuck that kid. <laughs> He's the worst. I'm sorry if you find him really good and just, like, really cute and charming on The Walking Dead or whatever. No. He was a bad Tom Riddle. Yeah. A very bad Tom Riddle. He was so bad. I don't know if our number three will be... A number three. A number three! I don't know if it'll be the same. My number three... Herofiend's Tiffin. Oh, that was mine, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Were you in the same order? <laughs> I figured it would be that way. I thought so, too. But I don't know why I doubted it for a second and got so excited. He's fine. I'm sure it was mostly the writing. I think it was the writing and the directing. I don't think it was really his fault. But also, it was like two minutes. Yeah. So, I don't know. There's no need for that kid to be creepy in that scene. Uh, Not as creepy as he was. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Well, number two. Refines. 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 He has some moments where he's really, really good, mm-hmm. and then some moments mm-hmm. where he mm-hmm. just falls mm-hmm. really, really mm-hmm. short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and number one. Go it's Christian Coulson. It. Christian Coulson. <laughs> I love Christian Coulson. Your dog is judging you so no. right now. <laughs> I just, it's real and it's right. honest. 
Yeah. It's real and it's honest. I know. He's the best. He's the best. He's the best. He's perfect. He's so good. He's so good. He needs to come back. He needs to come back. I love him so much. (laughs) He does such a good job. He's my Tim forever. Oh, my God. Okay. Let's move on. I say, um... I say, let's just go. Book. Movie. Wish was in the movie. Okay. Does Are that those sound only good? three we have left? Yeah, boy. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so best book moment. Should yes. we go back and forth from bottom yeah. to top? Yep. Okay. Let's describe our reasons as we go, instead of having a big, messy discussion. Okay. Okay. I will start. My favorite Voldemort book scenes... Number five, the graveyard. It's, I know, it's at the bottom. I just like other parts better. <laughs> but it is top five because that fucking monologue is delicious. <laughs> What's your number five? My number five is just when it is revealed that Tom Riddle is Voldemort in Chamber of Secrets. Okay, like that I reveal. <laughs> absolutely cheated. Oh, mine then. <laughs> That's fine. Why is you it cheated on yours? What do you mean? A little you bit. Well, we'll discuss it. It's my number four. It's fine. Oh, okay. When he's revealed, yes. When he's revealed, yeah. That's just my favorite because I I didn't see it coming the first time. I well, read yeah. The, the book. I just think it's cool. I just think it's cool. I think it's dramatic. I really love that whole part in the chamber. So it's. But I still <laughs> I still like other parts more. So it's yeah. at the bottom. My number four, I just wrote the Chamber of Secrets scene. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh my god. So all of it. Um, I, that's, uh, uh that's the first taste. And it's, it's the first it's time like, you get him. It's like two real sick, nasty chapters. Yeah. It's like two real good boys. Oh, I haven't read that part in a while, so I'm really excited I'm to read it again. I'm excited too. Ah! Oh. Oh my god. Yeah, so it's just so good. I love Chamber of Secrets, and I I love getting that nasty Tim, and it's just all that shit that he's talking about Ginny. Oh. Yeah. My god. It's good. He's so awful, and he's so um absolutely ridiculous for a 16-year-old child. Right. Just the Just the perfect amount of, like, teen drama, like, still alive in Voldemort. Like, he can't yeah. escape the just death grip that puberty has on his social life. <laughs> it's so good. He like you like that's Voldemort. And I oh and it's like blah, in the book with the graveyard. It's like that's still him. Like oh that God. is that 16-year-old boy still. They are the same, but it's like at the same time he's like and this little girl's writing dumb shit in my diary. <laughs> and it's so funny. It's so funny and so good cuz that's Voldemort, but it's Voldemort who's got too much hormonal angst going on and he's just got a lot of feelings. <laughs> oh I love God. it. Okay, your number four. My number four is the opening chapter of Deathly Hallows with him and all of his Death Eaters at Malfoy Manor. Yeah, that's a really good one. Oh, Why I love do you that love part? it so much? Because it's the beginning of the end. He is kind of starting to lose his nerve a little bit at that point. So powerful to open the last book with him. Right. 
I know. It's so good. Oh, I just, I love that chapter. I love all of those chapters mm-hmm. that open the books with something other than yeah, Harry, but that too. one is one of my favorite ones. It's good. I it's like that so you get, good. like, the, the, like, the sight into the war. Like, it's happening now. Yeah. That, um, that did not make it into my top five. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> my number three is, um, the circling and his death. His death is in my top five <laughs> favorite Voldemort moments. Why did I not put that in my list? He, it's so good, and he's so... I have that in another one on my list, but not in the best book moments, and I yeah. wish I'd put it in. He's so, um, just raw. Like, yes. it's so... He's crazy. And oh. it's... And it's... And I talk about it forever, but that moment that Harry offers him this, like, no real offer. But it's an offer... He offers him this chance! Yeah. Oh. My brave, sweet boy! Oh, I'm so angry that I didn't put that in my <laughs> list! It's so good. He's I crazed. that part. He's crazed. Yes. And on that, like, it's it's not really part of the, the full face-off, but it, I, I have to get that little moment in of when Slughorn is finally standing up to him and doing something. him. Ah, yeah. it's so good. Oh, man. So that's my number three. What's your number three? My number three, which I'm guessing is even higher on your list than it is on mine, is... The Godric's Hollow part, where you get like his point of view of that Halloween night when James and Lily are murdered. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> That's in your list, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> nice <laughs> costume, Miss. No. <laughs> my number two is the interview. This is gonna That's pop up a lot. That's my number two, also. Okay, we've discussed why it's the best. It just is. Tell me your number one before I start yelling. My number one was the graveyard. Okay. Wow. I love the graveyard. I do too. It's been a while I since I read it. I think that's why I put Goblet of Fire so high on my like book list. Yeah. It's just oh, it's really good. His rebirth is good, and his drama, his retelling of his story is so good. <laughs> so it's my number one. What's the name of that girl? <laughs> uh, uh, what's the name of that girl from our class? No. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no squibbles. <laughs> what girl are you talking about? <laughs> what's the name of that girl from the season of The Bachelor we watched? She was like, I love my story. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sanders and Poe. <laughs> Isn't my story oh my. just tragic? <laughs> it's literally Voldemort <laughs> in the graveyard. I need to... <laughs> oh my god, I am having a heart attack. I need to finally... <laughs> My story, <laughs> my story oh, is so powerful, just so good. <laughs> 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 it's tragic, but it's good. Now that I am, <laughs> oh no! Oh my now that I have officially it's lost okay. my mind, it's time to talk about why the oh, Godric's hollow okay. memory. It's okay. 
Okay. <laughs> oh, her head tilts kill me. <laughs> yeah, we're just having fun. It's time to talk about why the Godric's Hollow scene is my number one. Okay. I love getting in the mind of him, which we, like, never do for all that five boasts. Yeah. No, we do not get what I need and what I crave. <laughs> it's like, it's the, it's the, you're okay. It's the narration from his point of view. It just ruins me so deeply. I know. Every fucking time. Like, it just makes my body hurt because I'm like, why did nobody help you? Like, this adult man did not need to exist and everything would have been okay and I'm so stressed about I it. Know. And hold on a second because I swear to fucking God, I have... <laughs> I have... Notes that I took on this chapter that are just quotes that I need to scream about and here they are. I'm gonna die. Here it was. I'm so angry. Here we go. Here are some quotes that make me lose my goddamn mind. <laughs> Here's one. He's talking about James and Lily not having their wands on them. Yeah. How stupid they were and how trusting, thinking that their safety lay in friends, that weapons could be discarded even for a moment. Oh my I want to ask who hurt him, but I know. <laughs> God. This is the one. Okay? And you, you've you heard me talk about this a lot. And when, when, in, when the years pass and we get to the Deathly Hallows book club episodes, this is going to be a really rough one for me, so enjoy the, the fucking aperitif that I'm giving you now. <laughs> the quote about Harry... He did not like it crying. He had never been able to stomach the small ones whining in the orphanage. It. Katie! <laughs> he calls him an it because he's getting ready to kill a baby. Yeah. So he's, like, disassociating that. <laughs> this baby. And that he... Oh, and the cry... <sighs> Oh my god! I feel like she's trying to make him seem like such a monster, but all she's doing in this chapter is making me cry for him. I know. That's not okay! I know. It's just like, what happened to him? His empathy. Just like, somebody needed to help scoot that along. I know. He just, he couldn't stomach it! Because what does that mean for... Like, these babies crying? Was this orphanage okay? I don't know! <laughs> I'm so stressed about it! Yeah. <laughs> Why? And there's all this stuff in here about how he, like, gets James out of the way because he's trying to punch him or whatever. And he's like, okay, well, fuck that guy anyway. I don't, I literally don't care. And then here's this woman. She doesn't have a wand. It's like, ugh, it's too much work. I could just move her. Like, I'm telling her to move, and she's not moving. I could move her, but, like, I probably shouldn't leave that any of them living. Mm. Okay, so I guess I gotta kill her. Like, and of course that kid. Yeah. Of course that kid telling him. And that he thinks I could kill that little kid. It would just take a flick of my wand. It would take two seconds. He would like, never reach his mom. But what does he say? 
What is the exact words? Because I'm going to puke. He calls it unnecessary. Yeah. That's the Voldemort that's bomb as shit to me. Yeah. That's not Voldemort we see in the books. That's not Voldemort we see in part two of his war. Yeah. That motherfucker's gonna kill everybody no matter what. If they get in his way, it's out. Yeah. This guy's tactical. Yeah. He's not gonna do anything more than he needs to do. He's got something. He's got a job. He's got a task list. Check, check, check. Right. Murder the Potters. This dumbass kid who insulted my gross, creepy face. (laughs) Unnecessary. Move along. Don't need to. Yeah. Not, not my post-cauldron Voldemort. Uh-uh. I love this scene. It's I would so die good. for this. I love this scene. I always forget that it exists, and then it happens to me. Because I'm too like, terrified oh. of this Bathilda shit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden here it comes in a whirlwind. Oh, it's washing over me, and it's so upsetting to read. Yeah. I love this scene so much. I'm going to be quiet now. (laughs) I just, it's... It's very good. Like, it gives you such good insight into him. I love any time she throws scraps at me. Right. He's such a cool villain! I know. I hate it! I'm so mad! He's so cool. Everybody thinks he's so cookie-cutter, and that's just the movies. I know. He's so interesting in the books. He's a person. Oh, I'm happy that you and I have the same opinion on this because literally every other Harry Potter fan in my life that I've tried talking to you about him, they're just like, he's whatever. They're all Dumbledore fanatics. And so they don't really care about Voldemort. Like they're like, yeah, he's good. But like, he's still evil. He's the villain. So I don't really care. Okay. And I'm like, but even with my newfound um, attraction to Albus Dumbledore, which cannot be my fault. Yeah. They did that to me. Yeah. <laughs> and that was that was a clear move on their part, to target me specifically. <laughs> <laughs> no. Voldemort is the shit. Yeah. Voldemort's the shit. They, I feel like people, people don't appreciate Voldemort just like they don't appreciate Harry. Right. Yeah, exactly. They're not, they're not one note. He's not just your typical villain. Oh, it's so good. And even, like, in the ways that he is, that makes him even better. Right. Because he, like, there's parts of him that are so real-life villain. Like, that's a real person that exists in the world that is doing shit. Yeah. Not so fantastical. Fuck. Right. Ooh. Well, let's move on. This podcast is already going so long. I love him. (laughs) But we have to stop at some point here. We have two more lists. Okay, so let's go on to our favorite movie moments. Yeah, which was, for me, honestly... No, not really that hard to come up with five moments that I liked in all, all eight movies. movies. <laughs> but it's like they're they're not gonna be really the same. <laughs> There's two that are the same. Yeah. As in the books. I have three that are the same. Oh, as look in the at books. okay. Okay. Well, let's start. You begin at number five. My number five is that really short scene of him walking through the dead goblins in Malfoy Manor. That's higher for you. <laughs> Which is it's sad. a very good scene. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Talking to his snake, walking through the blood, mm-hmm. showing up at Malfoy's and be like, here, I've got all these dead goblins for you now. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a good scene. What's your number five? Slapping Harry. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Slapping Harry. We just watched a clip of that the other, the the other, other day. day. Yeah, I know. I... <laughs> 
I, I just rewind I it a couple how, times. I love how much he slaps people in that movie because he slaps Lucius too. He's such a fucking. But like that, that feels like a power move, and like that's that's right on target. But yeah. him in a fight, hitting Harry, yeah, in a fight, yeah, mm. so good. Ooh, ooh, that's that little nasty street urchin. He like bitch slaps him. He like backhands him. Yeah. That's my little 1930s dirty street London boy that I fell in love with. (laughs) That's the shit I like. Like, that is, that is his, that's his roots. That's his roots coming out. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Okay, what's your number four? My number four, hold on, my phone shut off, is the duel with Dumbledore at the end of Order of the Phoenix. Okay. (laughs) It's a good one. It's a real good one. It's a really good one. It's a real good one. That magic's fucking cool in that scene. It is really cool. And I really like the like part with the possession with Harry mm-hmm. too after mm-hmm. that. Like that whole scene. Everything that happens in like the atrium of the ministry in that movie really is all really good. I'll forgive the wands connecting. Because I'm shit yeah, is I'm really mad about it, but like all the other fighting that happens is really cool. Real good, real good. And I feel like we just kind of have to accept it as something that happens because we've seen it happen many times now. And it's like, okay, David Yates, we get it. You think it's cool. Yeah. You want to have a fun lightsaber battle, and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> My number four, I think, I feel like I keep, um, I feel bad because I keep putting this so low, and I know that it's so high for you at all times. <laughs> but my number four is the graveyard. It's short. It is short. I think that's why. They cut it short. I think that I get more out of other stuff, yeah. which is sad because that parcel tongue bloody feet 30 second scene is higher than the graveyard for me. Really? I feel like I get more out of that than I do out of the graveyard. Yeah. And I think that some of, some of the stuff going on, some of the, I won't, I'm not, you know, honestly, I've seen the behind the scenes stuff. I'm not going to say it was um, written that way. Um, this was definitely an acting choice by Mr. Fines. Yeah. Um, to be so extremely, uh, what am I thinking of? What is the word that I'm thinking of? Uh, like, very uh, movement heavy. Yeah. Very movement heavy, very loud. There's a lot of um, surges in energy. There's also a lot of, like, whispering, though, too. Like, he's, he goes very He's back a lot and of forth. up and down. He's a lot of up and down. And I don't. I don't love to bring up Eddie Redmayne and Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> <laughs> but I do it anyway. I think that, like, there's really good parts, but I think some of the stuff is, like, not my favorite. I think the reason why I put the graveyard higher, it's my number one in this list, oh. is because I think that is the one where, A, he looks the most, oh, like, Voldemort. He the looks, robes. The robes are good. <laughs> and even, like, I feel like he just looks creepier in that awesome. scene. awesome. Then he does. Like, his face is all, like, slimy, and he has, like, veins all over his head. And his, his skin's skin is tight. pulled tight. It's good. It's like, all that's missing are the red eyes, but everything else is, like, perfect. As he to does. He, he look looks like. absolutely top-notch. And I think, like, 80% of it, for me, is, like, right on. But yeah. it's so short... It's so short, and then it's like it's like the weird acting choices that are made at certain parts of it yeah. that I don't care for. I think the part that that maybe ruins it a little bit most for me, and I, I, surprise, surprise, it's not going to be the part where he screams when he's touching you, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't care for. But um, it's that I don't like the way that the 
the duel thing felt rushed, and I don't like the way he went about it. He's yeah. so fast of like, and we, and we bow to each other, like, yeah, get up! Like, all the, it's like too much. In the book, he's so nasty sweet about it, and it's yeah. like, Ugh. Did Dumbledore teach you how to do this, Harry? Will he mourn for you? Strong <laughs> okay. villain. I know, but it's so good. <laughs> it's like we're talking about good writing that she did, and it's like, oh, <laughs> yes, they're both so good. <laughs> I oh it's so good but I don't like that that part was so rushed and that he was yeah. so like yelly about it so right. I, that's why it's lower for me okay I'm happy I made your top five absolutely <laughs> I love it like how it's could it good, not it's one of the best it's the only scene in that movie that's good and then I'll say this too before you come in with your number three okay um, my number three is the Dumbledore fight at the ministry oh okay because that shit's the bomb yeah, that shit's I, really good. I would, I, I feel like I go to watch that more than I do the graveyard scene, so that's why it's like above there for me. Yeah, and I, they're both so. I so love, I love when he comes in, and um, and that. Dumbledore calls him Tom for like the first time. Yes. Oh, I really like that. That's a lot. really good. And I think that uh, I will say Michael Gampin did a good job <laughs> <laughs> in that part. So oh, it's yeah. real cool. Anyway, what's your number three? My number three is the opening scene of Deathly Hallows Part One. Very good. I didn't put that in mine. I think. I think for me, like that's a good scene that has Voldemort in it. But I don't think it's like his he's best not scene. That good. Yeah. The only thing that he does in that scene that and that's really good is mocking <laughs> Lucius. My lord. <laughs> my lord. <laughs> really but I good. still do really, really love that I scene. I love that scene too. I just like he bothers me a little bit in it. Yeah. So that's why he didn't make it. That's why that one didn't make it for me. But it's the best. Oh. I just I love that scene. I love uh, I love all of it. <laughs> but yeah, like there are parts in that scene where he also falls short, so that's why it's not higher. It's still at number three. Mm-hmm. So. And you said you're number one. Yes. Oh, wait. What was your number two? My number two I haven't said yet. It okay. is... Well, do you want me to say it now? Yeah. Okay. It. It's basically, like, the entirety of Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> like, everything that he's in in Chamber of Secrets. Allow me to come out... <clears throat> Allow me to come out of the shadows and reveal my number one to you before I reveal my number two. Well, my number two is the, is it his duck? My no, <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. My number my number two is the the bloody feet parcel tongue thing. Okay, he's so. Um, this is one of the only times that we see him losing it. Yeah. And he sounds so cool speaking parts of the song. Like, he sounds so natural. He does. That's yeah. really good. Yeah, it's Oh, really I good. love that scene. Oh, fuck. Allow me to come out of the shadows and speak to my... Speak to you, my number one. And this is um, me describing myself upon watching this scene in Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> She's still alive. But only just. I... <laughs> I love that. My, my number one is literally the entirety of his Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so good. Yeah, I have that. That was my number two. It's just like the Chamber of Secrets. Every scene that he's in in Chamber of Secrets. I can't. There's not one thing I can fucking complain about in that scene, and that's and that's why it's number one for me. I I have zero complaints. As much as you guys like, we're we're coming at you with Chamber of Secrets like real soon. Um, More details to come. I think we'll probably put out a little something separate because I don't. I don't. We haven't made our plans for the for the book club part yet, Mm -hmm. so we will 
we will put that out as a separate little announcement, I think, but, right. um, like, spoiler alert, I, as much as I will say, like, um, the line is that the basilisk can smell you. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I said, that's not a real fucking complaint. Yeah. Ever. And that's, that whole scene of them in the Chamber of Secrets is so, so perfect. He's so perfect. And when he stands over him, and he's, oh, you're gonna die, just like your mom. Yeah. It's like, what are you even saying? I, <laughs> he's so good. It's so good. I love Christian Coulson, and it was written so well, and he did such a good job. He does, like, these perfect little, like, facial tics that are, like, so small. Yeah, but, like, so intriguing. It's so good. And I do love when he ducks. It's it, it so It is really good. funny when Fox flies in. Everybody, watch it immediately. Or don't. Wait till... It's gonna be weeks, probably, until we watch it. So, like, maybe, I mean, maybe watch it now. So much, but, like, but. watch... Watch, watch that clip, and watch when Fox comes down, and he's told to duck because it's a CG bird that's coming in. So he's like, "Okay, it's gonna come over you, so duck." And he goes, "Huh," and he goes down, and it's so funny. Yeah, it'll be a few weeks before we get to our commentary of Chamber of Secrets, yeah. but I'm telling you right now, just go it's watch it. Be a good one. <laughs> it's gonna be a thirsty one. It's gonna be a really good one. I need to find out how old Christian Coulson was when filming that because I'm about to feel real gross. <laughs> Okay, so the last one, it's going to be a lot of repeats at this point. Yes. Um, is things, scenes that we wish were in the movies. Yes. Things that we miss. Um, it's going to be a lot of repeats. It's going to be a lot of repeats, <laughs> so hopefully it won't take too long to get through them. What's your number five? My number five is the Merope memory. Which doesn't even really have him in it, but it still has to deal with him a lot. <laughs> it's just a lot higher on my list. My number five is the full graveyard speech. The full graveyard speech, yeah. I want it, but I want other things more. <laughs> yeah. So that's my number five. What's your number four? My number four was the Voldemort and Godric's Hollow thing. Me too! That's your number four. Me too! And I think really, like, I'd really love to see... I even thought about not even putting it on the list, because I think so much of it relies on his narration. Right. So um, it would have been hard for them to put in but the I, movie. I would have really liked to see what they made him look like and kind of get the... I don't know. I think it would have been really cool to still see it. Yeah, I agree. It would have been It would have weird. fallen short, and I feel like it would have Absolutely. been one of those scenes that, kind of like the graveyard, where it's like, it's cool, but they leave a lot out. Mm -hmm. But it still would have been interesting to see. I would have liked it. What's your number three? My number three is the Hepzibah memory. <laughs> Me too! <laughs> I would have really liked to see that one. I think yeah. it's really important. Me too. Um, my number two is the interview memory. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. My number two is Merope. Merope. Honestly, I think it's more important than Hepzibah, and I think it, it would have been more interesting to see in the movie. Yeah. I it get I get why they didn't do it, but I, I don't know. I think it's important, and I think that it's... Cool. I think all of the memories are important. I I'm do. Mad that they I think. All of them I think now. that this one is the only one they could have done where it it would have been sympathetic. Yeah. Which is really what it's supposed to be. Right. I think is that this is the only one that's supposed to make you feel sympathetic. Right. I don't. I think it's important to show. 
I think it's important to show because then at least like you do get a little bit. They don't even need to do the other stuff with the locket and everything or the ring. The morphin stuff doesn't need to be in there. The Hepzibah stuff doesn't need to be in but there. But just seeing his if, mom. If they show it and you see the ring and the locket and that puts enough of it away. Right. Michael Gammon just throwing in some bullshit about how things belong to his mother. Suck a dick. Yeah. What's your number one? My number one is um, the way that his death should have been and the, like, final confrontation with Harry, like, before he died. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even think about it. I thought yeah. about it for, like, my favorite book parts, but I didn't even think that I wish it would See, be. See, I was the opposite. I didn't think about it for my favorite book part, but I thought of it right away oh as one of my, God. like, I wish it had been in the movie. I really, really wish that that had been in the movie. Yeah. I don't even care about the circle explanation anymore. Like, I just want to see him die like a person. That is so important. I know. I think I just, like, in my head it was like, he dies, so that's it. Right. (laughs) And I was just like, what stuff that wasn't even in it at all? Yeah. Well, my number one's the interview. Fuck! (laughs) I really want to see it. And honestly... What Christian Golson doing at the end of the piece? Just put Christian Golson back in Fantastic Beasts at some point. Voldemort's an adult by the time these movies wrap up, so just let adult Voldemort be in them and let it be Christian who plays him. That's Give all I it. want. Give it to me. That's all I want. Wouldn't it be so great? It's like you get all this like be- <laughs> You get all of these, like, beautiful wrap-ups. Everything's so great. And then it's like you get that, you get the same thing. All of a sudden, like, some bullshit music from Harry Potter starts playing and the black screen, it fades up, like, ten years later. And you're like, epilogue! And, and then it's Voldemort! And it's him! <laughs> Make it 19 years later. <laughs> 19 years later. <laughs> I would like to teach children please (laughs) hell part two (laughs) i just put one of you fuckers away why are you here i just had to deal with one dark wizard i'd rather take the other one (laughs) at least i could put my dick in that one oh my god (laughs) on that note that's all of our lists Please just take over. I can't. I can't do it. I have to. I can't okay. do it anymore. Emily's tuning out for the rest of this because she's having a meltdown. I fucked up big time by saying those words, <laughs> and I'm putting myself in timeout. Okay. So as always, with the ending of our podcast, thank you for listening. We love all of you. Emily's having a meltdown, but I'll sort her out when we're done here. Happy it's okay. birthday. Birthday to you. Cha cha cha. Cha Okay, so everyone go eat a piece of cake today because it's Voldemort's birthday. Happy Voldemort Day! Put a candle in it and blow it out for him because he can't do that because his tongue died with him <laughs> in the movie. For Voldemort and Valor, everyone. For Voldemort and Valor. Happy Happy Voldemort Voldemort Day. Day. Follow us on Twitter. You know it already. Goodbye. Follow us on Twitter.